0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of We Talk Extensively. I'm Jill. And I'm Maddie. Let's break down our hot takes on this week's sports and pop culture news. Hi, everyone. This is going to be a weird episode because it's just Jill recording today. We had a bit of a scheduling conflict situation happen, and Maddie is in Austin at uh, South by Southwest and couldn't record, but we didn't want to go two weeks without an episode. Um, We had to unexpectedly cancel last week's podcast because my grandpa passed away, and so I wasn't able to... um, really figure out what was going on in the sports or pop culture world so we just decided to pause um, much to the dismay of some of our fans who were very anxiously waiting for updates on uh, the most recent Kanye and Kim and Pete situation so we're definitely going to get to that this week But yeah, expect this to be kind of a weird episode. I'm basically talking to myself, which is super strange. Yeah, don't know how podcasters do this solo all of the time. It feels super weird. I feel like a crazy person right now. But thought we would just go over some of the quick and dirty updates here that we've got from the last couple weeks. Biggest news this last week has been that the MLB lockout has ended. Um, It only lasted 99 days, which as a hockey fan, where our average lockout basically cancels an entire season, 99 days and they delayed spring training and opening day by like a week really seems not substantial at all. So, I mean, I guess there's maybe a bit more money at stake in in the MLB than there is in the NHL when you don't have games, but I just thought that that was kind of a pretty mild lockout here considering they haven't had one in in a while and needed to figure out some changes to their, uh, their CBA agreement. It was actually a bit of an interesting ratification process. Typically what happens in any sort of collective bargaining agreement in sports is both sides have the deal and then both uh, groups have to ratify it. And so the owner's Uh, voted to ratify it unanimously. And the players vote was like 26 to 12. So probably gives you a pretty good indication that the CBA heavily favored the owners, which most of them do. Um, Ultimately, the owners can generally sit out a little bit longer than the the players when they're not earning any type of, of income or anything like that. Typically, the owners have a A little bit more um, at stake by waiting out the the players. Um, In this case, they were able to add some um, thresholds around like the luxury tax. There was some some minimum salary increases for the players, so that was definitely a win on their side of them. But um, yeah, it just doesn't really seem like the players are overly optimistic by this deal, um, being that it was like not really that wild of a vote in terms of um, favoring it one way or another. Um, but yeah, they are gonna start. April seventh is is opening day. They'll get all one hundred and sixty two games, which like thank God, couldn't imagine if we had anything less than one hundred and sixty two games for the baseball for the year. Uh, but they were able to get that settled, which is good because, you know, the first hundred games of baseball are wildly entertaining and everyone watches them, you know, especially when they're like two in the afternoon on a Wednesday the NFL also had a bunch of updates this week um one of the biggest ones was Russell Wilson being traded to the Broncos in a massive blockbuster deal just so strange like Russell Wilson has been a pillar in Seattle forever he's also huge in the community they're really big in the children's hospital space my cousin actually worked at the hospital in Seattle and and Russell Wilson would come in quite a bit to like meet the kids and hang out with them and so so huge loss in in the actual community itself but the deal itself was was significant. They required a ton of draft picks around it. They also got quarterback Drew Locke in exchange for Russell, Russell Wilson, although he's really not going to be starting quarterback contender. So lots of rumors out there on kind of what the game plan is on who you know they think they might also target in free agency or in another trade um, to try to shore up that quarterback position. Um, like ultimately, just can't go into any type of contending season in the NFL at this point without like a solid quarterback and related news uh in quarterbacks um Tom Brady has ended his retirement so lasting probably less time than the MLB lockout um Brady is back Maddie is still waiting to hear on Gronk's Uh, retirement status um, if the bad boys for life are returning to Tampa Bay here but um, Tom Brady um, sent out a post today that basically just said like I've spent a little bit of time realizing that I'm not ready for the home life yet I want to be on the field Um, so he has signed a, a deal to come back which like honestly I felt that the retirement all along seemed like a little bit forced you know he's I I feel like Tom Brady has too much pride, um, and isn't going to retire at the top of his game. Like to me, I feel like he would have to have a one or two bad seasons, realize that he's like no longer a contender, and then that's when he's going to go out. You know, obviously Tampa Bay didn't make the Super Bowl this year. Um, they you know lost earlier in the playoffs. Um, so didn't get the chance to to play the, into the Super Bowl. But to me, like that's that's like a huge knock on him. Like he's not going to want to go out failing missing playoffs or missing the Super Bowl, um, like not even making it to like the the semifinal round or anything like that. Like I just didn't see it. So not overly surprised that he's back, but it is a bit weird that he did this whole like, you know, three months, like I'm just going to kind of pretend not even three months, like it's been like two months that he's like sort of said that he's been retired. I don't know if he like just didn't want to go to like training camp or the Pro Bowl or like what he was doing in order to kind of Pretend that he was retired here, but didn't really fool anyone, and, and he is back. So I can resume hating Tom Brady. Um, Maddie can pretend that um, he's a, the quarterback, you know, that's going to win the Super Bowl for Gronk again. But um, I'm still anti Team Brady. What else? It's, yeah, been that's with the quarterback updates this this week. Um, Aaron Rodgers shockingly is re-signing with the um, Packers. So kind of a move that I don't know that anyone was really expecting because obviously there was a lot of animosity last season around his return to Green Bay. Um, There was a lot of talk about if this was like, you know, his last season there. And then there was talk about um, his relationship with Shailene Woodley and like how she didn't necessarily want to be there. Like, obviously, she was more based out on, in LA. Um, you know, it doesn't look like LA was looking for any quarterbacks right now. So maybe that kind of played into it. Obviously, um, Justin Herbert on the Chargers has been pretty good, and Stafford won, winning the Super Bowl for the, the Rams. Like, those are, um, you know, two positions that are pretty much locked up. They're not really actively going to be needing a a quarterback anytime soon on in either of those teams in LA and so if that was his you know maybe original plan to to leave green bay so he could go back home he's from california shalen's there however there has been all sorts of rumors about their relationship he them being broken up um this last week they're they like had Pictures taken at a wedding where, like, they were seemingly together. He posted this like massive Instagram post that we talked about before, where he like thanked her and like you know talked about his love for her and everything. So, relationship status super up in the air. But the news had come out that you know Aaron Rodgers had resigned with the Packers for a four year do- deal worth two hundred million dollars, which is insane money. You know, obviously he's a five time MVP. You know, four times four. Sorry, four time MVP. Um, you know, definitely worth those kind of high high dollars. But he actually came out on his Instagram and and refuted that contract and said like, "Well, I am re signing with the Packers. Um, that's actually not the the terms of the deal." Um, so I think we're still waiting to find out what those are officially here. But yeah, it's he's back in back in Green Bay. Um, him maybe him and Shailene are together. We don't know. But all I know is that two hundred million dollars will buy her a lot of clay to eat. So. Good on her for sticking around till he signed that contract, I guess. And then Maddie would like to officially issue her congratulations to Patrick Mahomes. Him and his wife Brittany did get married in Hawaii this past week, Um, so we'll be checking out Jackson Mahomes TikTok to see videos of the event. Um, Still waiting word to find out if Brittany did spray champagne on all of the guests, or if she just does that at football games on, you know, the lowly paying people who are in, tend- in attendance at games. Um, Haven't heard too much. Her dress was a bit weird. It's like, like gladiator style cutouts, but she did look better than she normally does. So I'll give her credit on that. Good job, Brittany. Oh my goodness. What else? It's still been wild with the um, fallout in sports of the the Russian-Ukraine conflict there, though the war that's happening over in Ukraine. A number of updates have come out, things like sponsorship ties being cut with Rush, Russian athletes, um, CCM being one of the big ones. So CCM is is a brand of hockey equipment that players like Ovechkin use. And so, you know, cutting those sponsorship ties, that's a significant impact. It is, you know, it is very interesting kind of looking through the the eyes of some of these people who are coming out and saying things like Dominic Hasek, for example, who, who's like a legendary goalie in the NHL, um, hall of fame, you know, Czech goaltender, you know, one of the the best goalies, one of the best players to play that position of all time, um, had come out and said that the NHL should basically void all of the contracts of Russian players. And I get where he's coming from. I, I do, I understand that like, you know, the, the, Biggest impact that we can have on the conflict that is happening is by targeting the wealth and the income of, of the citizens, like they're doing with the the Russian oligarchies, who are like you know having yachts and they're getting seizing them, and and those assets are being um, seized in different countries or different banks, things like that. But it is tough when you look at it as the, these are players that play in a completely different country you know oftentimes they're going to have dual citizenship and asking them to speak out on on topics that like directly put them and their families in danger like you know Ovechkin obviously being one of the biggest Russian athletes in the world let alone in the United States um was held out from press conferences eventually spoke on it talked about how he you know wasn't in support of the war um in any country, he didn't obviously speak specifically to Russia and Ukraine, but just said like, I wish that there wasn't a war in any country. But one of the things that I found interesting that I was like doing a deep dive into Ovechkin's Instagram account is like his Instagram profile picture is a picture of him with Vladimir Putin. He has pictures of him and Putin on his page quite a number of times, like wishing him happy birthday. A lot of it's in Russian. And so like the, the Instagram instagram translate button uh wasn't fully getting the gist of all of the um captions that he used but like there was a there was at least five different photos on his instagram page that i was a little bit surprised that he hadn't maybe archived or taken down in general um, because the comments that were under them were like pretty ruthless at this point and i and i you know i get it like i think I don't really get the point of like commenting on someone's picture. I don't think that that does anything, but at the same time, like it's very obvious to everyone in the world what the right side of this conflict is, is right. And, you know, so for him to like continue to leave the pictures up, like it does invite a conversation that he's obviously not willing to participate in. Um, So I just don't know why you'd give people a forum to talk about that when you obviously don't intend to, to respond to it. Um, but I did see a comment about how there's 59 Russian players under contract in the NHL, and only two of them spoke up, spoke or addressed the, the war. Um, so obviously one being Ovechkin with the press conference that um, that they held specifically to address it. Um, the other one being um, uh, Zadarov, who plays for the Flames, um, who really just didn't didn't say much but he just posted on his Instagram that said like stop the war no war or something like that um so pretty innocuous but but at least addressed it um whereas other players like haven't touched it at all and and it's been weird you know there's a lot of like they'll show like the Ukrainian flag on the ice or like the other day at the Saddle they had someone sing the Ukrainian national anthem and so like there's Russian players in the lineup and it's like it feels weird. It it does. Like it's it's very interesting how like they're put in the in to this situation that like they're young adults. Like they don't necessarily have an opinion on it. Oftentimes they haven't lived in the country for you know ten plus years because they've been over in North America playing hockey and that kind of stuff. But they still have ties there. And, and you know, like to, to Ovechkin's point, like his wife is there, his kids are there, his parents are there. Like. And now they can't get out because all of the sanctions that have come around, like flights leaving the Russian airspace can't land in a number of countries. And so what's he really supposed to say on the matter? One of the other big updates around kind of this the sports world with, with that conflict is Brittany Griner, who is uh, one of the best women's basketball players in the, in the world. Um, so she plays in the WNBA here in North America, but typically the WNBA players will often go overseas and play in the off season in, in other leagues because um, they can make quite a bit of money. Uh, the WNBA doesn't pay super well. It's one of the, the sticking points of, um, you know, equality in sports in North America is the disparity between pay in men and women's, um, but basketball is, is a very notable one. Um, so Brittany Griner was playing in Russia, um, and there's not a lot of details around wellness Around when this actually happened, but she was arrested allegedly at an airport um, trying to board a flight, and so assuming that that flight was out of Russia, you know, probably around kind of the start of the conflict when most governments were kind of saying like, "Hey, if you're a citizen of us, you probably want to get out of here." Um, so she was arrested at the airport, and she's basically being held in a Russian jail on the charges allegedly of smuggling drugs or, or drug transportation and things like that. Um, apparently she had a vape pen in her possession, um, that had hash oil in it. And so, uh, unlikely that the, if she actually had that, it was any type of amount that would be, um, of the quantity to, to charge for trafficking, but, um, more than likely that that was a plant. Um, and now she, you know, is ultimately like, a prisoner of war, for lack of a better description of it, um, and someone who the Russian government will use to negotiate with the U.S. government in order to, you know, secure her release in exchange for, you know, prisoners that that may have been Russian and uh, arrested in in whether that was in the U.S. or some other country. Um, but you know, pretty horrifying to think of that situation, and and you know, and then it kind of really makes you wonder what you know, why other players or other people would speak out on it. You know, Russia has basically cut off any forms of communication now, like all social media has basically been banned there. Um, You know, they can't go on Instagram, they can't go on TikTok, they can't access Twitter, like they're really just shutting down any type of um, channel that may show some sort of um, conflicting views of what they call a, a special operation in Ukraine, which is actually a war. But so these people don't have any information, um, and and you know they're really trying to, um, you know, create this narrative here, and and so can understand why some of these people are are feeling that they can't speak out about it because of situations like this. You know, it's it's created some other things like FIFA has banned Russia from competing in in the World Cup matches the qualifying matches um which will likely result in them missing qualifications for um the world cup happening in Qatar this uh next year uh next year or this year i don't remember but um the next world cup was in Qatar, and obviously the qualification rounds are going on right now um so obviously a number of teams refuse to play russia um obviously they're not going to play in russia and then they refuse to play them on, on neutral territory or anything like that too so you know The the sanctions in the sporting world are are really significant in comparison to, you know, what could have, what could have been done, but yeah, unfortunate to, to see that there's been some talk from, from other players too, on like, you know, what their, their messaging is around it. Um, lots of the tennis players have spoken out, Um, a number of, of people are trying to, to raise money and donate, you know, to support Ukraine as well. So kind of sad to see. Okay. I can't believe I've rambled on for 20 minutes um, by myself. This feels very strange. Um, And also like anytime it sounds like I'm unsure of something, it's usually because Maddie and I would be having a conversation and I'd be able to Google it and look it up while she was talking or filling in some of the details. And that's a lot harder to do when it's just me by myself. So um, excuse all of the errors that may be coming out of this episode. We'll have to do one of those like SNL skit videos that happen where like at the end of it, they just show like all of the like pretend Fox news errors that happened when they were speaking. So I will just add all of my mistakes this episode to our list of bloopers that we've uh, been curating over the last year here. But speaking of SNL, Oh my God, Kanye and Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian. It's just, I just love how it just like, it's the gift that keeps on giving um, so after a couple weeks ago, um, Kanye kind of released some texts from Kim where she basically was like, you can just stop talking about the kids, like publicly, like this is a safety issue. Um, and Kanye had acknowledged like, and kind of toned it down a little bit, but boy, did it escalate this last couple days. So Kanye released a music video, um, which basically shows a video, like it's, it's like a cartoon claymation for lack of a better description, this video. And so it's like, you know, not exactly an image, but like it's the caricature is like basically Pete Davidson. And so in the video, Kanye like kidnaps and kills this character of, of Pete Davidson, which is like, it's just unfortunate because like the opinions that Kanye has of, of this situation aside, like what he's not maybe recognizing is There are weird people in the world and there are crazy, like insane fans in the world. And like, he has fans and right or wrong, like some of them are going to probably take this too far. You know, you saw that when, when Pete joined Instagram and some of them were like, you know, commenting on all of his, well, he didn't really have that many posts, but flooding his, his post with comments around like. Just things that Kanye had kind of said, like calling him skeet and like telling him to like find God and like all of these kind of things. And so, like, the influence that Kanye had is is not nothing and it could result in some sort of dangerous situation happening here. But in the most recent situation, um, it kicked off because of another TikTok video that their daughter North had filmed. And so, it's North and Kim, and then Penelope, um, who's Courtney's daughter. Uh, she's in it as well and it's it's like a trend video video, but it's the three of them singing along to um, I fell in love with an emo girl and they're like faces like painted in like black emo makeup and everything but that song is by uh, Willow and Machine Gun Kelly who is like best friends with Pete Davidson and who's good friends with Travis Barker who Courtney's engaged to so like a whole big connection there Um, Anyways, they release this TikTok video and Kanye gets up again about how he does not want North to be on TikTok. He is like going on about how He's, he said this before he had like no decision in like what school she went to. And he like actually named the school, which I feel like just like creates this massive safety risk for these people who like, while they show everything on camera, like they still are very mindful of the fact of like, maybe not showing something exactly in real time or like giving addresses out of the, where they live and you know and a lot of that is due to what happened with Kim when she was in Paris and she was robbed and and you know basically tied up and and um held hostage for her jewelry kind of thing like and so from that time on they've they've all been very mindful of like posting like later on Instagram so it's not necessarily live and so he's now released like the name of the school that North goes to. Um, and he's been, you know, pretty vocal about like how it's not really joint custody. You know, he doesn't know where the kids are. The nannies are with them, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, posts a number of these videos today where it's like him just speaking out about the situation. Um, he shares a screenshot from, uh, of a text message conversation with between him and the rapper um the game and the game basically was like you're really triggered by this because we are like basically brought up to be protectors of our daughters um this wouldn't be as a as big of a deal to you if it was saint because uh he's he's part of you like basically alleging that like saint is like like Stronger and he's he's more masculine and all that kind of stuff. Where like, um, North and Chicago are like, you know, need to be protected and like super misogynistic. But goes off of this and Kanye shares it and agrees with it. Next thing you know, um, one of Pete Davidson's best friends and so he was actually the person who posted when Bob Saget died and Pete wanted to share like his words of like remembrance because obviously he wasn't on Instagram at the time. He didn't have social media. He's removed himself from Instagram here again, because of the like Kanye crazies that are been, that were flooding his comments. He just like stopped his account. Um, but this guy, this Dave guy basically shared these screenshots of a text message conversation between Kanye and Pete. And so Pete texts Kanye, I'm so excited about this. (laughs) can't believe there's no one here to talk to me about it. It's just me being by myself. Um, But Pete texts Kanye and he's like, yo man, like you need to stop. Why don't we meet, talk about this like man to man. He proposes meeting after their Sunday service and then St. soccer game, which Kanye had talked about in his previous videos about how he specifically moved Sunday service so that he could go to Saints game and he wanted North to come to Sunday service, but then North had a sleepover at someone's house and so wasn't going to make it to Sunday service and he was mad because he didn't know what house she was sleeping at, et cetera, et cetera. So Pete sends this message and he's basically just like, you know, let's talk about this. Why don't we get together? Well, we can discuss it. And then Kanye is like, where are you? And Pete responds, I'm in bed with your wife and sends a selfie of him like shirtless in a bed. And it just is like literally the best thing that I've ever seen. In the fact, that, like, I can't believe he said that. He also called himself skeet in the message. Like he was like, Hey, Kanye, it's skeet, which I think is just like, the, the Taylor Swift equivalent of like taking back the like rude thing they called you, like when she did it with the snakes and then she just made snakes, the entire motif of her reputation album and tour. Like that is what Pete texting and saying it's skeet was to me. Um, but then they basically like go back and forth and, you know, Pete says these, these things about how they comment on like the mental health and, He's like, maybe you should try going to rehab and getting some mental health checked and everything like that. Um, he talks about he's in LA and he wants to meet up. He's at the Beverly Hills Hilton. And then, uh, Pete goes on to talk about how, like, he, he sees Kim, who I think he calls his girl. Like, she's like a great mom. He talks about how he's like stopped SNL from making fun of Kanye for months now. And he's like stopped some stand-up comedians from making him part of his stand-up routine. And so, it's just wild that it gets shared. It ultimately gets like taken down off of this Dave Serious's account, but like it's, it's current. Like it's, it's not a fake, like it's a live actual message that happened. Like, so Kanye hasn't like responded here yet, but I just think it's amazing that, that this whole thing is like playing out on, on Instagram. It's, Like, it's just kind of scary to watch, like, this guy who's, like, in complete spiraling. Like, we talk about, like, Britney getting out of her conservatorship. Amanda Bynes getting out of her conservatorship. Like, this guy needs to be put in one. He's actually got problems. And, like, him having these feuds, like, so publicly, um, posting everything and anything about, um, you know, these people and asking for their address and telling, you know, encouraging his fans to, like... Bully or attack or or you know bring physical violence into the situation like it's just gonna it's not gonna go well at some point in time and and I just feel like he's like spiraling so much and I just cannot believe at this point in time that Kim has not gone into like more of a custody arrangement legal situation maybe she has maybe she's not airing that publicly but I'm surprised that Kanye wouldn't have said it if if that was the truth but at this point like I don't understand how you think that like this would be a good environment for you to send your kids to. Like he, he's com- certifiably like lost it at this point in time. Just, just absolutely out there. And that's like all of the pop culture news that I paid attention to this week. I don't even know what else happened. I couldn't tell you all it, all I've been doing is just watching what's going on with, with Connie and when he's going to post next. so that's basically all of the recap that I have for today. We will be back next week. It'll be a normal episode yeah, hopefully I don't have to do this solo again, but if, if it was awful, let us know. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week. New episodes will be released Tuesday mornings. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts and subscribe. You can also follow us on Instagram at We Talk Extensively and on Twitter at Talk Extensibly.